Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Would you be the jerk for bringing your daughter with you to work? We'll get to that in a bit, but first... Am I the jerk for convincing my grandparents to waste their money? I'm 27-year-old female. My grandparents are Mary, 70-year-old female, and John, 72-year-old male. They're technically not my grandparents. I met them when I was 10 and they live next door. My mom was single and was working multiple jobs seven days a week, so we kept each other company and developed a grandparent-granddaughter relationship. They have two kids and four grandkids. I'm not sure how old they are, but likely in their 50s. When I was younger, I would joke and say, when you die in a hundred years, please leave me your teapot sets. She would laugh and say she'll put it in the will. I moved away as a teen, but we still talk every day. I went to visit last year and she had everyone over for dinner. When she brought out dessert, she brought out the teapot. I said, don't forget to leave me that in your will. She said, oh, don't worry, you're getting everything. I laughed because I thought she was joking. She wasn't. I'm the sole heiress in her will. Her kids were pissed. They came up to me when I was getting in my car and told me they knew what I was doing and I should be ashamed. I told them they're the ones that should feel shame. They live their lives as if they don't have parents. They all go to church together and they have a family dinner every week without inviting them. They go on yearly family vacations without them. Mary calls me crying because nobody visits, unless they need favors, or brings them along. They rolled their eyes and told me I was out of line and that it was a family business and I wasn't family. I told them to get screwed and left. Now, the inheritance is a lot. It could pay off my car, student loans, and even a house. But it's money they've been saving for over 50 years. They've received multiple inheritances and saved it all. The money would certainly help me, but I think it's unfair to be left all the money. So, for months, I've been trying to get them to use the money instead to go travel like they always wanted. Mary's always wanted to go to Spain and John's always wanted to go to Argentina. So after months of convincing them, they agreed. I set them up with a friend who's a travel agent and they're planning a two year long vacation. They'll return home after one year in Europe to make sure John's still in remission and then plan to go on another year to South America once the tests come back clean. They're super excited, but their kids are not. They added me on social media and called me on there to tell me that what I was doing is wrong, that I have no business convincing them to waste their money. I said they were ungrateful jerks who couldn't appreciate their parents that raised them and worked hard for them. They said the only jerk here is me because I'm making sure they spend their money because I knew if they left it to me, they would fight me in court and win because they were promised the money years ago. I hung up. They didn't contact me again, but I've heard they're still upset. Now I'm feeling weird about it. Is it their right? Especially if they were promised it? Am I the jerk? I'm of the opinion that as long as somebody is fully coherent, they have every right to decide what happens with their belongings and financials after they're gone. If they want to leave all of it to OP, I think that's their right. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for not inviting fiancé's grandmother to our wedding? 
I, 27-year-old female, recently got engaged to my boyfriend of 5 years, Calvin, 29-year-old male. We had a party at a restaurant with his family to celebrate. Towards the end of the meal, his grandmother stood up to make a speech. She was so happy we found each other and can't wait to see her oldest grandchild get married. You know, the typical sweet sappy stuff. That was until she got to the end, she wrapped up her speech by saying, I think I speak for everyone when I say we're all so happy you finally got over your gay phase. Calvin is bisexual and has dated men in the past. We all just sat there in shock. He didn't say anything, but I could tell Calvin was upset. I didn't say anything at the restaurant because I didn't want to make a scene in public, but when we got back to his parents' house, I freaking lost it. I started screaming at his grandmother, what the heck is wrong with you? How can you say such hurtful and bigoted things towards your grandson? She just smiled at me. I just said what everyone was thinking. I demanded she apologize. When she refused, I told her she would not be getting an invitation to our wedding until she does. This caused an even bigger argument, but at this point I'd had enough and Calvin was on the verge of tears, so we left. He didn't say anything to me for the rest of the night. Later I found him sobbing in the kitchen but he still refused to talk to me. The next morning I woke up to hundreds of texts and phone calls from different people. Calvin's dad, sisters and cousins are on our side but his mom, aunts, and uncles are not. I got a particularly nasty phone call from his mom, calling me a selfish witch for taking away her 80-year-old mother's opportunity to see her only grandson get married. I told her, well, if she wants to come, there's one very simple thing she has to do, then hung up. I sat down with Calvin today and had a serious conversation with him about everything that happened. He apologized for giving me the cold shoulder, but he was very overwhelmed with everything that his family said, which is understandable. He also told me he's very grateful that I stood up for him, but after everything that happened, he would rather his grandmother not come to our wedding at all. I told him I'll always love him and support him in the decisions he's made, but can't help but feel like if I had handled things better, I wouldn't have started a fight within his family. I feel so guilty about it, so Reddit, am I the jerk? This next story is... Am I the jerk for taking up space at a restaurant? I, 27-year-old male, often go out to eat alone. It's never an issue for me since I'm usually sat at bars or a table for two. Recently, I wanted to go to a new place that had opened in the area. I went alone, but the hostess led me to a table for four. I asked if they had smaller tables or a bar to sit at since I didn't want to take up a spot for larger groups. She said this was their smallest table and they don't do bar seating. The restaurant wasn't super busy, but definitely was picking up as it was dinner time. While I was waiting on my food, the attendants picked up big time and there were people sitting outside waiting. I noticed at the host stand, an older woman, man, two younger adults, and a kid were crowded around, and the woman pointed directly at me. I tried to ignore it since my food was about to come out. While I was eating, the group from earlier were sat in a booth not far from me. The lady who pointed at me made a loud comment about how selfish young people can be, how some people are so entitled they take things from others without a care. Then I felt something hit my neck. It was a wadded up straw wrapper. I turned to look at where it came from and noticed everyone at that table was glaring at me, except the kid who was oblivious. I wouldn't say I have social anxiety, but I am non-confrontational. So I went back to my food. Then the unthinkable happened. 
The lady came over and asked for one of the chairs at my table, saying they squeezed five into a booth and just wanted a chair for the kid. Before I could get an answer out since I was chewing, a server walked by and said, Oh no ma'am, we can't have the chairs moved around. Safety with the walkways. She says, well, why does one person need three extra chairs? I have a kid suffering and his parents are horribly uncomfortable because you sat one guy at a table when you could have just given his food to go. The server told her she needed to sit back down, but she kept ranting. Oh, I'd love to sit comfortably at a table too big for me. It must be so nice knowing I'm ruining another family's dinner. At this point, the hostess interjected and the server left. The hostess tried to shoo her back to the table, but the lady kept demanding an extra chair. Ma'am, you told us to see you in the first table that was open. The manager and I told you it would be a squeeze and you still wanted it. Either you take this table or you can leave. The lady finally grumbled her way back to sitting and I finished my meal, paid and got the heck out. She was definitely unhinged, but I'm stuck wondering if I'm the jerk here for taking up a space meant for more people. It's not OP's fault, they didn't ask to be sad anywhere in particular. Also, the whiners were a group of five. OP was sitting at a table for four. They still would have had to squeeze around. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not allowing my roommate to use my eggs? Last week, I went to make pancakes in my kitchen, and almost all of my eggs had been used by my roommate. Eggs have doubled in price in the last year. When they got back from grocery shopping, I asked them if they got stuff to make breakfast for themselves because I need my eggs. Fast forward to a week later, I noticed that there was a box of pancake mix left on the counter. This indicated to me that they were going to make pancakes in the morning, which needs eggs. They still hadn't bought their own, so I went ahead and boiled 10 eggs for my lunch next week and labeled the eggs container with my name because I need the remaining eggs for banana bread. Next morning, I wake up to my roommate yelling at my other roommate, his girlfriend, that he had to go to the store to buy eggs because they obviously saw my name. Am I the jerk for making them buy their own groceries? If the groceries aren't like a group thing, then I don't see how you could be the jerk for not wanting somebody to use your groceries. This next story is, am I the jerk for calling my sister out because she lied that my son broke a vase when he was staying with her and her girlfriend? I, 35-year-old male, am a single father. My son is 8. Last week I had to travel for work, and I was going to be busy a lot through the whole trip. I simply didn't want to drag my 8-year-old son with me through the country. I initially wanted to ask my mother to watch my son, as she usually does, but she was out of town herself, and I only have my sister, 24-year-old female, in the city that I live in. So I left my son with my sister and her girlfriend, 30-year-old female. I would occasionally call and check on my son through the trip and I told him several times that he should listen to his aunt. He's a very well behaved young man and an absolute sweetheart. When I came back, I went over to my sister and her girlfriend's place to thank them. My sister told me that while running around in the house, my son had broken a vase. That is quite unlike my son. He's never been naughty or ran in the house before, even when he was a toddler. For the record, before my sister moved in with her girlfriend, she lived in a normal house. Her girlfriend's house is nothing short of a museum, with many expensive decorative fragile objects and has several collections. My sister told me my son had run around the house and into the table that contained the vase, and then it had fallen down and shattered into pieces. According to my sister, he was getting ready for camping out in the garden with the two of them, which is his favorite activity. 
I told my sister my son was a very well-behaved boy and he would never run inside the house, let alone break something. I asked her what he had broken and it turned out to be an antique from Africa that cost about $900. Her girlfriend told me I shouldn't worry about replacing it, the cost is not at all considerable for her. She's quite comfortable but would be hard for me to pay, but maybe I should have a conversation with my son because they had explicitly asked him not to run around. I asked my son if he had broken the vase when I got home, and he told me he had nothing to do with the vase being broken, and he said my sister was the one who broke it, when she had a pretty bad fight with her girlfriend. He said they were fighting together and that the vase broke in the heat of the argument. So I called my sister, told her what my son had told me, and called her out on using my son to get away with her bad behavior. What they did was absolutely distasteful. She told me I wasn't being logical at all and that I needed to accept that my son was a kid and had simply made a mistake while he was running to the garden instead of accusing her. I said maybe she shouldn't have lied then. She doesn't answer my texts now. Am I the jerk in this? My son is being accused of something he wouldn't do at all. So I felt the need to defend him. I guess the problem here is there's no burden of proof. You see, it doesn't sound like your kid. Your kid staunchly denies it and has a very plausible explanation for it. I wouldn't blame anybody for standing by their kid here. Our next story is, am I the jerk for cutting down a dead branch from a neighbor's tree that were hanging over my driveway? My neighbors have a large oak tree that's about a foot from where my driveway ends, width-wise. There's a 15-foot branch that hangs over my driveway that's visibly dead. It's dry and has no foliage. It's right under where I park my car, so I've been concerned about it falling on the cars during a storm. It's perfectly legal in my area to cut down any branches hanging on your property. My neighbors don't live here full-time, and I don't have their contact information, so I didn't notify them beforehand that I was cutting it down. In hindsight, I probably should have told them, but it had to be done before the spring, and they don't come back until June. The tree guys came and cut it down, and 20 minutes after they left, I got a knock on my door from a police officer. They said they got a call that we were cutting down a tree on someone else's property. The neighbor has security cameras and called the police. I explained that it was just a dead branch that was hanging on our property and at risk of falling on my cars. They called the neighbor back and told her I was perfectly in my rights to cut it down and she screamed at me that I'm a disgusting runt and said she'll be calling her lawyers and taking me to court for destroying her property. The cop said I did nothing legally wrong and she can't do anything about it but be mad, so not to worry about it. The main annoying thing here is you gotta deal with a neighbor who clearly has it out for you now. At least they're not physically around much, I guess. Our next story is, am I the jerk for how I've seated my family at my upcoming wedding? I, male 30, am soon to marry my female 27 fiancé later on this year. We've been together for 6 years. All good stuff, no issues, it's all good there. My conundrum comes from my family side. I grew up in a small family. Just me, my mom, and an older sister for the majority of my life, as my dad wasn't around. My mom got remarried when I was about 19, and I'm close with my new step-siblings. I've never been close, and I have actually haven't spoken to my mom or sister, with a couple of exceptions, in the last five years after a big bust-up that's been brewing for years. I have, however, always been very close with my 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. My grandparents, and I'm still in contact with my wider family. I've never badmouthed my mom. I've not even really gone into detail as to why I don't want contact with her, as I'm concerned it'll cause a wider issue with the family as she would come out in a bad light. Now to the issue, my family and friends know I'm not close with mom or sister, and the question was always whether or not I'd invite them. This wasn't a difficult decision surprisingly, as I've always maintained that I would not make a thing about it and would be civil with them whenever I came across them, so they would be invited. I thought this would avoid a crisis, but during my weekly dinner with my granddad, grandma's past, he mentioned that the family has decided that they will not come to the wedding if my mom doesn't feel comfortable going. There was no wider explanation of what would make her comfortable, however, and I'm not about to cause an argument with my granddad by pushing him. This topic now comes up quite a lot at our weekly dinners, and it came out today that it stems from our mentioning that we would have a top table at the wedding featuring my partner's parents, best man, maid of honor, etc. But my mom wouldn't be there. Effectively, the demand from the family is that if my mom isn't sat at the top table, then she wouldn't feel comfortable as it's a public snub, despite our estrangement not being a secret, and therefore the rest of my family wouldn't go. They're saying I'm being unreasonable and putting demands on the family by sitting her at a family table. I want my family to come to my wedding, but I cannot sit next to that woman on my wedding day. I'm feeling a bit upset about all this, so I'm querying whether or not I'm the jerk. Anyway, all direct feedback would be appreciated. Our next story is, am I the jerk for expecting my partner to spend more time with me and my kids? My partner and I live apart, but very close by. We each have kids from previous relationships. We've been together off and on for about a decade, broke up for a year in the middle. To my kids, he's their dad. Our kids don't mingle much but know who each other are. This is due to his kids' moms, two ex-wives, 
being extremely litigious and would bury us in court drama for years and drain us financially if they knew he was with me. His youngest mother, who does not have custody and just gained unsupervised visits recently, has married a millionaire, so naturally we're very worried about her trying to go back to court for custody. We would not survive that financially. I'm a nurse and he's a teacher. So, am I the jerk? My kids and I go to my partner's house every other weekend when my partner doesn't have his kids. I have exclusive custody, no visits whatsoever by their bio, of my kids. By the time my weekends arrive for my kiddos and I to be at my partner's, he often says he's tired and needs alone time. He also schedules his poker nights he hosts at the house for our weekends. Since he has custody of his youngest, he only gets a break from the little one when he's with his mom on her weekends. Well, those are my weekends with my kiddos and my partner. While I agree that he should get alone time, everyone should, I'm frustrated it always comes out of my weekends my kids and I get to spend with him. My partner's parents are the after-school care for the youngest and help out a lot, so he doesn't feel comfortable asking them to babysit more to accommodate his alone time. They're also in their early 70s by now, so it's too much for them to do more. My partner doesn't want my kids and I to stay over this full weekend. He refuses to tell me why and keeps saying he doesn't need a reason. No is a complete sentence. Meanwhile, my kids are dying to see their dad and count down each day until it's their time again. We fight about this constantly, constantly, constantly. Am I the jerk or is he? I don't think OP's the jerk, but at what point do you understand that things are so crossed and almost just incompatible and except that's really the crux of this. This next story is, am I the jerk for being angry at my stepmother? So I asked my partner to marry me and the first people I told were my mother and then my father who were both extremely happy. About an hour later, my stepmother messages me saying that I could have told my younger brother. He's 14 and was in bed and I would have told him today, and that he's very depressed and in a bad place and that it's my fault for not talking to him more. I talk to him most days to see how he's doing. I'm 30 and, as all adults do, I have my own responsibilities, and either way I still like to think I'm a good brother. I shut her down completely saying my brother's mood and me getting married are nothing to do with each other. She sounded drunk when, after a few exchanges, which I was exceptionally polite in considering the circumstances, decided to phone me where I told her that she has no right and that I've done nothing wrong. She then decided to suggest that I won't see my brother again, which is ridiculous and seems, if I'm being completely honest, crazy. My little brother messaged me apologizing for his mom's behavior, and it turns out she told him when she apparently started screaming at my dad because I'm getting married. It all seems really bizarre. My dad and brother are on my side, but it seems very abnormal. Am I the jerk for telling her she has no right trying to connect my brother's mental health to me getting engaged? This next story is, am I the jerk for getting upset at my fiance for telling me to not eat his leftovers at dinner? Last night I just finished shift 3 out of 3, I'm an ICU RN. And I ranted to him about how busy I was because of a pain-in-the-butt patient who was a hot mess express. He made me a wonderful dinner, and I thought it would be a great night. Prior to that, I'd only had one meal the whole day at 1pm. He made some great loco moco and rice, and towards the end I had extra meat that I finished. He was full and there was still some saucy rice on his plate, which I took and started to finish up too. 
Snippily, he goes, that's just rice, leave it alone. We're also kind of on a health kick right now, so I took offense to it and took it as a, hey, you're being fat, stop eating. Then we got mad at each other the whole night, but his defense is, I meant that it's just garbage. I can't even tell you how I feel without you starting to cry, blah, blah. Like, I'm just tired from work. Let me eat your freaking rice, it's not a big deal. You can just shut the freak up and let me enjoy. But I can't decide if I was a whiny baby jerk or not. Definitely not a whiny baby jerk, and also considering your only other meal happened at 1pm, you probably needed that rice. Our next story is, am I the jerk for falling out with my mom for opening my mail? So I never really have any falling outs with my parents. However, my mom has had this really annoying habit of opening mine and my brother's mail for years. For context, I'm 30, he's 38, and we don't live at home and haven't for years. I don't really get any mail sent there and haven't for ages apart from this one letter that I'm about to explain. Anyway, I applied for my dream job with the police, and my sorry you were unsuccessful letter ended up at my mom's house. She called me as I was coming out of an exam last week and asked me, there's a letter here, do you want me to open it? I told her, no, I'll pop by and pick it up. She again says, it's in a brown envelope, shall I open it? Again, I said no, I already knew what the letter was. I already had an email to tell me I was unsuccessful, but... I wasn't ready to tell my parents yet, as I was understandably pretty upset. I turned up to my parents' house yesterday to collect the letter, and it's clearly been opened and taped back up. My mom said, your letter's on the side. I asked her if she opened it, and she said no. Even my friend who I was with said there's no way they would send a letter out with tape on it like that. It's clearly been opened. I didn't confront my mom, I just got the letter and left. But I'm really upset and angry about it and haven't spoken to her since and don't want to. I guess I'm still in a state of embarrassment that I didn't get the job, even though I know it's just one of those things. How much do you guys want to bet that they got that letter, opened it up, read through it, and then called OP to tell them? They probably said, do you want me to open it? Hoping that OP would be like, yeah, okay, go ahead. Our next story is, am I the jerk for having my 3 year old birthday party on Super Bowl Sunday? Short and sweet, am I the jerk for having his birthday party on Super Bowl Sunday? The party's at 1pm to 4pm, the game starts at 5.30pm, and it's not even going to be our home team, the Cowboys. So far, my father-in-law and my own mom have expressed issue with this, but I can't seem to understand why it's such a big deal. There's an hour and a half between party and game time. We've had this party planned for over a month and it seems ridiculous to change the date just because a few people want to watch the game. I think not only is it fine to have it on Super Bowl Sunday, you scheduled it where they shouldn't have any issue, unless they're going to some Super Bowl party an hour and a half away. I guess if somebody's hosting their own party. Our next story is, am I the jerk for asking my spouse to plan my 40th birthday and then canceling it because the plans they made sounded sad? I'm turning 40 soon and feel some kind of way about it. I asked my person to plan my birthday because it feels really lame to throw myself a birthday party. This year, my birthday falls on a Wednesday. Instead of having a party the weekend before or after, they put out a message telling people to swing by and say hi Wednesday evening, open house style. 
People don't want to get home from work, leave their house again, and go say hi to someone on a Wednesday evening in the middle of winter. It very much sounds like I'll just be sitting on the couch and waiting to see if anyone has time to randomly come through, which just feels really sad and depressing. So I told my person to cancel it. They have fully skipped my birthday in the past with no celebration, gift, or even so much as going out to eat, so I was really clear that I wanted them to step up and plan something rad. But here we are. Am I the jerk? I'll accept my judgment. I don't think OP's the jerk, but I do think OP could have supplied like some suggestions or like, you know, general expectations of what they would expect a party to look like. I mean, I'm guessing considering this person hasn't done stuff like that in the past, they're not really familiar with the whole hosting, throwing, scheduling a party. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to let my sister and her family stay at our vacation home despite previous financial issues? So my sister Sarah and her family of four, husband and two kids under 10, had been planning a vacation to our beach house for the past six months. They'd booked their flight and everything. A week before their trip, my husband and I decided that we wanted to take a last-minute vacation to the house as well. When I told Sarah this, she was understandably upset and asked if they could still come and we could all just squeeze into the house together. I refused and told her that we'd already paid for the trip and I didn't want to share the house with her and her family. Now, before you all jump on me, I should mention that Sarah and I have a bit of a complicated relationship We're sisters, but we've never been particularly close. We've had our fair share of arguments and disagreements over the years. Recently, my husband and I lent Sarah and her family a large sum of money to help them out of a financial crisis. They promised to pay us back within a year, but it's been over 18 months and we haven't seen a dime yet. I've brought it up to Sarah a few times, but she always brushes it off and changes the subject. So, when she asked to come stay at our vacation home, I couldn't help but feel a little resentful. I know it sounds terrible, but I just didn't want to spend my hard-earned vacation time with someone who had taken advantage of my kindness. I also didn't want to risk her and her family damaging our property. It has happened before. Sarah, of course, was furious with me and is refusing to speak to me. My other family members are also siding with her and thinking I'm in the wrong. So, Reddit... Am I the jerk for refusing to let my sister and her family stay at our vacation home? Should I have put my resentment aside and let them come stay? Or was it fair for me to put my own interests first? They had booked this for six months. A week before, you dropped the ball, hey, sorry, actually, I want to go there myself. Good luck, have fun. You really posted that on the internet thinking anybody would not see you as a jerk? Our next story is, am I the jerk for bringing my daughter to work? I work for a fairly small business, pretty much anything goes, they just expect you to get your job done. Or so I thought. Yesterday, all plans to babysit my daughter fell through, and my wife and I both had to work. My wife is a nurse, so obviously she couldn't do it, so my only option was to take my daughter into work or call off. So I did. She's barely old enough to walk, so it was kind of hard, but I still got work done. She was mostly just happy as a clam being in my office and playing with toys. Anyways, no one said they had a problem with it, until this morning where the owner wanted to speak to me. He said it set a bad precedent, and I was lucky not to be fired. We're pretty much friends outside of work, and I'm vital, so I know he wouldn't really fire me. But he went on to say that other people will want to start also, and I need to be more professional. 
He said he's paying me to work, not run a personal daycare. I know that it's his business and he needs to think about it, but no one else is going to start doing whatever they want because I brought my daughter in for a day. I usually have like three hours of doing nothing by the end of the day anyway. I'm not falling behind. I don't think I'm the jerk. I'm the only one who can do what I do for his business and he needs me around. He's kind of the jerk for treating me like a wage employee when I'm so indispensable and have been so reliable and useful to him. Am I the jerk? The environment honestly sounds kind of nice. I imagine it's pretty laid back, there's not really like corporate. But I think most people would agree bringing your kid to work, okay, maybe one time. But if you want to try to make a habit out of it, you're definitely trying to push boundaries that the owner has to address. Also, OP is very quick to take advantage of the fact that they're chummy with the owner. Don't clear it, just try to expect that, hey, we're friends, you can let me slide. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.